0: Hi everyone, hello and welcome to the Trariti Consulting Group podcast. We will be broadcasting on a range of topics that are facing businesses in turbulent times, especially focusing on the issues faced by small and medium enterprises in India. Over the last decade, these enterprises have been able to survive and thrive through several economic ups and downs, and have managed to grow at a relatively stable rate. The unprecedented challenges thrown upon them now have created both a crisis as well as an opportunity. It is time to step back, reflect, and prepare to face the future. The Trariti Consulting Group podcast series will address these wide-ranging topics that are keeping managing directors and company owners up at night. Welcome to the first podcast
1: from Trariti Consulting Group. We would like to invite the CEO of Trariti Consulting Group, Arup Majumdar. To our first podcast. Welcome to the talk, Arup.
2: Thank you. And uh, let's get started from the core of our philosophy to help businesses succeed in uncertain times.
1: You have spoken about the influence that Harvard professor Clayton Christensen has played in both your professional and personal life. Can you explain what you imbibed from his thoughts?
2: I'm glad you asked this question in our first session. Professor Christensen has made a deep impact on my process of thinking, and we have imbibed his thoughts in our consulting practice. It goes back 20 years when I first read his article published in the Harvard Business Review on disruptive technologies. It was an eye-opener to understand the implications of disruption on businesses. Applying his learning to a business I was running, I helped in building a framework to implement a disruptive technology and made a quantum jump in business results. It involved developing a strategic mindset to approach a potential market opportunity. As it turned out, the disruptive technology we introduced allowed us market entry and expansion to an adjacent white spot and significantly improved the profit mix of the company.
1: Wow, that is great to know. Now, how would you relate to disruption in a broader perspective?
2: In a wider context, I think there are three major disruptions that we might face in our lifetime. Each of these disruptions will bring a paradigm shift in the way we live and the way we conduct business. It will have profound implications. You can label these to be as significant in their impact as the invention of the steam engine, the industrial revolution, or the internet revolution, etc. And I would label this as a disruptive revolution. Each revolution is a cusp point where we leap from one phase to the next phase, bridging a wide gap that is wide enough to make a significant difference in the way we live and conduct business. Let me explain the three ways we look at disruptive revolution. The first form of disruption is disruption by natural cause like disease. COVID is an example. The second form of disruption is disruption by the rapid adoption and acceleration of the technology landscape. Artificial intelligence network connectivity are examples. The third form of disruption is changing awareness and preferences in customer buying behavior. Embracing these disruptions with an agile and innovative approach and embracing a new way to live life will define the future.
1: Wow, that is really interesting. Now let us deep dive to get your views on the first one, disruption by COVID. That is challenging everyone right now around us.
2: Yes, you are right. Out of the three disruptions that I talked about earlier, disruption by disease is the most urgent one that requires us to put the car light on a low beam focus. Let us for a moment put ourselves in the shoes of an enterprise that has been sailing smoothly all along. Then suddenly comes up a barrier. The man at the top is befuddled. What is keeping him up at night? Is it growth? Is it market share? Profitability? Is it the motivation of his people? Is it costs? Is it customer retention? Is it the agility to respond to market challenges? Is it the competitive position? Are your departments working in silos and you are unable to align all efforts, especially with social distancing? Or is it basic survival? The first advice is to embark on a transformational journey.
1: The word transformation seems hard to grasp. It seems as if a major surgery needs to be performed. So how well can an SME perform such a surgery?
2: Now don't scare people. I agree that the word transformation may sound like something that is out of reach, fuzzy and nebulous. But it is actually not. Transformation is all about numbers. Let me share a story. During the SARS epidemic, when all the markets were down, as a sales account manager, I was stuck. I did not know how to grow sales. When I assessed each of my key accounts, I realized that my share of wallet had a potential to grow. I could take away some market share from competitors, which we did not do earlier as the price points were lower. We decided to play with the price offered special rebates. We knew that the competitor would respond with a lower price offer, which they did, but we had taken a step ahead before they reacted. We sat with our customers in discussions with their sales team, not the procurement team, to understand what could help their sales team in selling more. We became a part of their solution and not a problem. Brainstorming was held to jointly find out ways to grow sales. Even though the competitor offered lower prices, we got the business. So the learning is, look at each and every element of your revenue stream, reflect on what can be done. There are 10 short-term actions that can be taken by any SME to improve business performance. Each action touches either the revenue line or the cost line in the PL. The revenue line includes four lines in margin improvement. First, pricing actions. Number two, margin improvement through rebates or discounts. Three, increasing sales force effectiveness. Fourth, identifying the white spots to grow the business. The cost line includes six areas of cost reduction number 1 cost reduction through procurement number 2 cost reduction through design to value of existing products number 3 reduction in manufacturing footprint through creative means number 4 cost reduction and sales increase through supply chain improvement number 5 reduction in sgna number 6 improvement in cash-based items like accounts receivables payables these 10 steps are short-term concrete actions that can be taken methodically
1: how would you address the actions to be taken on the sales front because cost reduction and optimization is in the hands of the enterprise but sales increases more difficult in tough times
2: Sales leadership is critical at this stage. Sales focus has to be razor sharp now, like a tiger on the prowl. Focused efforts will be needed to convert prospects to new customers. Innovative go-to-market strategies need to be brainstormed. Planning and prioritizing customer account has to be done for the retention of customers. Qualifying customer opportunities to ensure higher conversion rate positioning of the products and services for different customer segments, and revving up the CRM building blocks to improve sales productivity and excellence. All these are specific activities that need to be addressed. This is where team collaboration and leadership is key. While you are doing all these activities, you have to reflect on the why. Why did you let this happen? What was in your control that you did not focus or invest enough time in to build up the resilience of your business. And there is one fundamental answer. You probably did not have a well-structured strategic planning process.
1: Uh, What do you exactly mean by the strategic planning process?
2: I am glad that you asked this question. Planning is a core activity for any business and it is done at different levels of depth in organizations. Large companies make it a very extensive exercise while SMEs tend to do it in a less structured informal way. SMEs do recognize the value of strategic planning, but mostly due to resource constraint, Where typically the decision maker is a single person. It takes a lower priority as there are more urgent pressing issues at hand. It also touches at the heart of the organization structure as to how much is delegated with accountability and how much is centralized. With the new generation coming on board, we are increasingly seeing the involvement of the second generation. We have seen the impact a strategic planning process can make across many organizations. The important word here is process. It means imbibing a culture of planning that becomes the gene of the organization and every member of the company thinks and plans around this process.
1: What are the elements of this process?
2: There are five elements to this process. The first is a three to five years plan that focuses on the top line. Every company should have a well-defined roadmap on future top-line scenarios. The building blocks are addition to the top-line by organic market growth, pricing action, it can be a plus or a minus, mixing of product portfolio, share gain or losses in certain existing segments, revenue growth coming from new product introductions, new offerings including service bundling. The second is to look at the same time horizon, but focus on the bottom line. If the top line does not hold as per plan, what are the cost levers that needs to be pulled at the right time to ensure you deliver consistent bottom line performance? These are mostly operational cost levers. The third element is the next year plan quarter by quarter. Plans should not be built on a hockey stick pattern, a soft first and second quarter and a heavy third and fourth quarter. Look at historical sales, cyclicity, to ensure that the plan is well balanced. Identify the levers that needs to be pulled quarter by quarter if the bottom line plan does not hold. Don't wait for the last quarter to do the miracle recovery on cost reduction. Because by the time you implement the cost reduction, it is too late in the year. The fourth element is your HR strategic roadmap. Identify your current skill set and the pool of talent you have. Define the competency needed for the future. Create the plan to have adequate bench strength to support your growth initiatives either internally or through external hires. The last and the fifth element is to look at a time horizon that is beyond your planning cycle. What are the mega trends that will influence your industry? How are you planning to prepare for the trends that are clearly giving you the pointers for R&D investment, investment in upskilling your people, so that when the time comes, you are ready to face it.
1: That is great to know. Thank you for your time, Aroop. In our next episode, we will focus on how to specifically go about the transformation journey that is so critical for all our SMEs. Stay tuned for the next episode.